dedicated, obsessed, focused. This is the Masters of Fitness podcast. And and just thinking about thinking about that, like you said, you don't have to try some kind of physiological differences that men and women share that limits women from actually gaining muscle mass like uh, gaining muscle mass like a man. For example, a man produces about 280 to 1500 nanograms of testosterone as compared to a woman who only produces about 15 to 70 grams of nanograms of actual testosterone. So that actually limits the muscle development in a woman and puts a cap on actual muscles that could actually, you know, actually get. And it's not a bad thing for women to have the extra muscle mass. For one, let's talk about it boosts the actual metabolism of women overall when they have more muscle mass. Right. If a woman uh, puts a little bit of uh, muscle on and it's naturally going to get them to burn more calories. You know, the more muscle you got, the more calories you're going to burn. You know, True. Get your metabolism going. It's a good thing, and that's and that's kind of why you uh, it's kind of why I could carry more mass and burn. I'm I'm thinking I'm burning about four thousand calories a day, weighing two hundred pounds, because I have more muscle. Right. The more muscle you have, the more energy you burn, which puts you into what we like to call a, a calorie deficit. Yeah. So, and, and I think Naomi just posted, uh, "Skinny fat is real." And that kind of <laughs> leads us into our, our next topic: is the fat that is is body composition. The reason we all work out, you know, health purposes, but overall is aesthetics as well. We want to make sure we're looking good. And if you want to look good and actually change your body composition to give you that physique that you've been searching for, you have to build the muscle mass. Right. Because when you build your muscle mass, it overall drops that body, that body fat in regards to if you're just doing cardio where you lose the weight. But you're also losing muscle mass and losing fat at the same weight. So as you also you're losing fat, you're losing weight, but you're also cutting into your muscle mass that you have as well too. So we want to make sure when we're doing just uh, just cardio, we also want to lift weights, increase our metabolism, and help change that overall body composition to make sure we developing those nice muscles to give us that well to give you ladies so you get that nice shape that you also desire to have. You know, I, what, right and. Uh, the, the muscle mass is going to help you also, like if you're a runner or things like that, you know, you need a little bit of muscle to carry you. you, know, you some of these guys, though, you see these Kenyans, they don't look too muscled up, but they're just freaks of nature anyway. Yeah, that's, we talk about fast twitch, slow twitch muscle. That's, right, gen- that's a whole, different that's a whole genetic, mm-hmm. genetic difference that they have. And also, here's a fun fact that uh, I think a lot of women should know, that women could actually suffer from low testosterone as well. Because just like in men, women also produce testosterone. Being that if you have low testosterone in women, you can suffer from a low sex drive. Uh, you can suffer from uh, fatigueness. You can gain tired. You get really tired and also helps you, uh, also forces you to gain more weight. Because like you said, you don't have that extra fat there. I mean, that extra muscle there to actually help you burn energy very well. So, so moving on, anything else you want to add to that one thing? I feel like... Somewhere down the road, we could have somebody on to kind of dive, take a little deeper dive into that actual, that actual topic. So that's, right. I think that's, that's a pretty good one right there. So no, I think we covered it okay for uh, surface level. Yeah. We don't want, we don't want to go too, too deep. So ending on that one, ladies, don't be afraid to lift weights. Right. All it's going to do is help you overall, help you gain that muscle mass, boost your natural testosterone, you can't get you more energy. That is muscle mass will actually help say. Have high cholesterol. Mm, preach. Yeah. <laughs> or stuff like that. It will literally get you to burning things and can you get get that those numbers down where you Way can get down. off get off of medicine completely. Yeah, and that's and that's a big thing. Medicine. Get off the pills. Right. Work out, gain most. But that's once again, that's another topic. I don't yeah. want to go a limit from going down that rabbit hole. So right. Uh, ladies, make sure you get in there, work out, get a good uh, workout in, and uh, continue going. So moving on to the uh, the next topic I think we have is squatting. Is squatting bad for your knees, or is squatting bad for you, period? A lot of times you hear guys say those old athletes, man, 
I did all those squats back in my day. I'm trying to save my knees. I, I can't mm-hmm. squat no more. I wanna. I can't be putting 500 pounds on there. First off, it wasn't squatting that injured you. It was the improper squat form that kind of uh, that kind of put you in a hole that you're in now. So that give right. us a breakdown of what what proper squat form means. You could put somebody in a perfect world in a gym, break it down for them, let them know how to properly squat. Right. So whenever you get into any type of lift squat, it doesn't matter. You always start at the ground. Everything starts at the ground, works its way up. So you got to have your base, your feet positioned right. You know, your feet ought to be a little bit outside the shoulders or right at shoulder width. <clears throat> angled out just a little bit to where whenever you go down in your squat, you're pushing your knees out. So you're externally rotating those legs, pushing those knees out over your toes. And I, I remember when I first learned that actual position, you know, I always thought you had your feet straight. And it felt like it put a lot of strain on my knees. Right. Some people will preach that you should have them straight. But, you know, that's, that can be debated. It can be. Oh, and then it's, but at this day and age, at my time, I know what's, but you know, you have to do what benefits you and what's best for you. So, kind of, you have to play around with those feet positions. But like, kind of like he was saying, one thing that I always like to take when I'm squatting is spreading the floor with your feet. Right. And what that does is kind of keeps my knees from collapsing in and kind of give, gives me that overall balance. So. Right. That pushes the knees out. Like you're just going to tear the floor apart with your feet. If the feet stay still, it pushes the knees out. You go back down into that squat. It helps you get your uh, hamstrings and your glutes get loaded up, which which should be doing most of the work. So... Tell me this one. Parallel or below parallel? You should be going a little bit below. A little bit below parallel? That's good. Good. Now, you know, sometimes I have to tell myself to go low, go low with limited yeah. hip mobility that I have at times. But I tell you to go low. You tell me to go quite low. <laughs> but on top of that, here goes some, uh, I have some other benefits that you go with squatting. What One of the biggest things about squatting is the fact that it's a good functional movement. What is one thing that we're going to always do throughout our life? Squat and pick things up, sit down, stand up, get in the car, squatting down, picking up heavy loads. And if you get learned to squat properly and get into that proper position, overall, it just gives you better balance, better mobility as you go into the uh, going into the elder ages of your life, like right. I would like to say. So you can always think of it like this. Your, uh, your Asian countries, they squat a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have very high uh, cases of people getting hip replacements. You ever you ever notice a kid when they squatting down when they plan and they read something they in perfect squat? What right. happens? What happens as you get older that where that function just goes away? <laughs> is it because we sitting down playing video games too much? What is it? It's sitting, sitting. Yeah, and that's bad. I'm glad I got one of those new uh, ergonomical desks at my job where I can actually sit and stand up more. So. And also, just like that, uh, working on squats, it helps with overall core stability. It uh, it helps you keep your balance and helps you improve mobility and uh, everything like that. So, squatting. Squatting is good. It's good for your health. It improves overall uh, overall function and overall balance in regards to life because it's just a typical life movement. One thing that I... Uh, one thing that I always like to say is that the Smith machine, people love to squat on the Smith machine. Why do you think people like the Smith, the Smith machine a lot, Dad? Probably because it makes it easier. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of experience with the Smith, excuse me, Smith machine. And one thing the Smith machine does, it, gives, it puts people in that comfort zone. Right. It puts you in that comfort zone. It kind of gives you away. But what it does, it limits your range of motion. And when you limit your range of motion, you throw your mobility off 100%. So now you're not using those stabilizing muscles. Your core is completely disengaged, and you just you're just there. It does all the Smith machine does all the work for you. It takes the load off of your back, and it just doesn't put you in that proper position because you can only go up and down, up or down. My biggest thing is if you're squatting on a Smith machine, then you're not squatting at all. So it is. <laughs> and you don't you don't have, you don't just need a barbell to squat as well. Get you a pair of dumbbells and squat. Get you a pair of uh, canned goods and squat. Put your son, your yeah. daughter, 
your husband or wife, put them on your back and squat. Then you can do anything for squat. So I tell you, put a uh, put a small child on your back and try to squat. Or even do just oh hey, one thing my wife it's started not as doing. Easy as it sounds. I just do air squats. Yeah, air squats. Wake up in the morning, bust your, start your day off, and bust out twenty five air squats in the morning and keep your and keep yourself going. So squats, squats are good. Squats are important. If you're not squatting, to me, you're not working out. No. It should be one of the base requirements of all the uh, all the workouts that you actually do. So you gotta squat. You gotta squat. So moving on, next one. Thing that put the squatting to bed. Next biggest myth is that's why we. I feel that's why we have all these special diets out now: the low carb diet, the ketogenic diet, or the Dr. Atkins diet that we used to have back in the day. Is carbs? Are carbs your enemy? Are carbs good? Are carbs bad? What, what's what's the truth about carbs? That I know you meal prep faithfully more than I do. So what do you have to say about carbs? Well, my opinion with the carbs are. Bad carbs are bad. <laughs> Refined sugars, donuts. Right. Stay away yeah. from the donuts, folks. Exactly. Stick to um, your broccoli, your vegetables, uh, sweet potatoes. And I'll, I admit, I, I, I eat jasmine rice a lot. Mm -hmm. I love jasmine rice. A buddy of mine at work put me on jasmine rice. It actually tastes, it tastes a lot better than whole, than, uh, than whole grain rice, that whole wheat rice. So. Oh, yeah, it's a lot better. So carbs aren't bad for you people, guys. One one rule of thumb that you should do is call when it comes to carbs, shop the perimeter. Shop the perimeter of the actual grocery store. Don't go down those middle aisles. And if it doesn't say and don't also don't be fooled by whole wheat. Whole right. wheat is not good. Let's go with whole grain. Right. Whole grain. Make sure when you buy your breads, don't just fall for that honey wheat, honey whole wheat. Make sure you get whole grain foods. Uh, incorporate vegetables, a lot of fruits, the proper servings into your actual meals on a daily basis, and you'll get that energy. Because carbs are, just like we like to say, carbs are actual energy for the body. They can be broken down into sugars, starches, and fibers. And of course, we all know what fiber is. Fiber is there to actually help you with digestion. You don't take in fiber, but it helps move those carbs through and feed that bacteria into your actual, uh, into your actual body. So. Right. Clean carbs are good carbs. Clean carbs are good carbs. You need, especially if you're going to be working out, uh, you need that fuel. Gives you energy. And of course, excess carbs is stored as what, people? Stored as fat. Excess carbs are stored as fat and fat tissue for later use. So make sure we're eating carbs just like anything else, like we preached on our last show, is don't overdo anything. Make sure that you're eating everything in proper moderations, doing what you're supposed to do, and you won't have a problem. And refined sugars are no-go. Stay, Stay away from refined sugars. Stay away from uh, Captain Crunch, <laughs> even though they're good. Stay away from those Shipley's Donuts in the morning. But you know what gets everybody? The office carbs. Right. <laughs> office carbs. The cakes that everybody brings in every birthday party. The candy bars that your secretary keeps in the desk all the time. So stay away from those carbs and... uh. Stick with good carbs. Good carbs won't uh won't do you. They won't lead you the wrong way. So, no. what we got up next? That what's what's the other big one that we yeah, had? Okay, yeah, uh, we got we up to what myth number four. We're moving on to myth number four. Stretch. Stretching. So, do I have to stretch before every workout? Is what's it, what's is it important that I spend thirty minutes stretching, get my muscles nice? Because stretching feels good. You know, I got a tight muscle, everything's feeling bad, so I stretch it out and I get that temporary fix. But it, am I really benefiting from stretching like that? You are. You're benefiting. But if, before a workout, I would suggest that you do a, a good dynamic stretch, a moving stretch. Get the blood flowing. Get those joints lubricated. You know, don't do a static stretch where you're just sitting there like, you know, like a yoga pose or something, and sitting there. I'm not saying that's bad, but that's to be done after the workout. After the workout. So explain to people, what, a what is a dynamic, what is an example of a dynamic stretch? A dynamic, dynamic stretch would be uh, like uh, high knees, butt oh, kicks. Big, butt kicks, getting those legs nice and warm. Right, soldier walk, you know, stuff like that. My favorite one is the, uh, it's the aerosol bike. 
<laughs> I like getting on the air. I like getting on an air assault bike and doing some good. Look, doing a good five minute intervals, ten right. calories for five minutes. Get them, get everything nice and warm. So I find it more beneficial when I warm up. Just get my shoulders warm, like you say. Get good shoulder rotation. Get everything going. So, and I actually read that muscles, especially in bodybuilding, if you stretch too much, you elongate the muscle fiber, which actually weakens the muscle. Yeah. It takes that right. it takes that tension off the muscle and kind of weakens it up. So be mindful when you stretch to not. Just like it says, no right or wrong answer. It's all about not overdoing something. You don't need to. You don't need to sit there and do a static stretch for thirty minutes or fifteen minutes before you go out and do a good, uh, good set of bench press. Uh, go out there, get on the bike, get on the elliptical, get on the treadmill, do some jumping jacks, warm up with a set of push ups, do some burpees. Do some. Oh, <laughs> you almost, you I think you just made a lot of people upset when you said do some burpees. Nobody likes burpees, that. That's <laughs> They're good to do. You scared me away from your ab workout when you talking about, hey, man, let's do an ab workout. And look over there, and y'all doing sets of 50 burpees for 10 <laughs> minutes, man. Nobody's trying to do that for abs. Oh, uh, no, no. The burpees, yeah, yeah. Do some burpees. Get Do some dynamic stuff. Get your body going. Get your blood flow. Get your heart rate up. And you also, you know, to help you perform better throughout your workout. So, so good, good. Stretching. You don't have to stretch before every workout. But if you do, Incorporate some uh, dynamic stretches in there and kind of limit the elongated static stretches where you're just fatiguing, over fatiguing that muscle before you actually start to uh, start to work it out. So, oh man, we're moving along pretty uh pretty quick, pretty quick here, Thad. So we're moving on. That was four. What's that? Uh, what's the fifth one you got on there, Thad? Should I do? I have to work out every day to stay in shape. If I miss a day. No. I'm gonna get fat if I miss one day. No. Like I, don't, no. I don't know, man. I gotta. I can't miss a day. I gotta get in there every day. I gotta lift weights. I gotta do something. I know that's how we feel, and I mean, I feel funny if I'm not at the gym damn near every day. <laughs> but uh, no, that's not the fact. You know, you could work out three good days a week and be in perfectly good shape. Three good days a week, yeah, and that's and that's good. And the whole point that's about great. it is you have to uh, you have to trust your body. Yeah. You listen to your body. People say that all the time. Well, listen to your body. Well, do you do it? Probably not. And as you get as you get into the elder age, like myself, I promise you. In those mid thirties, you have to listen to your body. If you don't listen to your body, it's not going to be good. You that's when you get into the realm when you want to when you get those injuries. When you say, "Hey, man, you can't squat five hundred pounds every day of the week." You know what I'm saying? Squat 500 one week and take off. Take the, and I had to man, I had to learn to manage myself. It wasn't the fact that squat was causing me uh, knee pain. It was the fact that I was overdoing it. Right. I wasn't trusting my body. I'll feel a pain and figure, you know, I'll work through it. Just a little muscle soreness and keep going. But, yeah, you have to trust your body when it comes to working out. What about if you're sick? Should I work out when I'm sick? If you're running fever, stuff like that? No. No, stay out of the gym. Not only are you doing harm to yourself, but you're probably harming everybody else around you, True. too. And then, of course, when you're sick, your immune system is what? Already low. Already low. You're going to go in there and tear your body down. So when you work out, low. you're going to make it lower. So, and speaking of that, since you said tear your body down, it kind of brings me uh, brings up another point in my head. When you rest, that's, is, that's when you get the strongest. Resting allows you to get stronger because your muscles don't actually grow during a workout. As you're working now, you you actually produce micro tears and those type two fibers that actually breaks them down, and now they're allowed to grow when you actually rest. So if you're working out, working out, working out, and not supplementing properly, and not doing uh, what you need to do in regards to recovery, your muscles won't develop like you want. People wonder, well, my my uh, my chest is not developing. I'm not getting big arms. My legs is my my squat numbers are not growing up because you're not allowing your muscles you're time to grow. You're probably not sleeping enough. Sleeping enough. Why do you think little kids sleep 12 hours a day because they're doing what? They're growing. That's when your body repairs itself when you rest and sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Good, deep sleep is when everything happens. What do they say? Your best sleep comes between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, I wish I could get to bed at 10 Yeah, you get to bed by 10. <laughs> but, you know, the goal is to, and that comes with the rest, and that comes with trusting your body. And a lot to do. If you don't get to sleep like you're supposed to, you're going to, uh, you're not going to feel good the next day. You're not going to feel good. So then you're going to try to work out. Hey, man, these weights feel heavy. No weights feel heavy. Yeah, so get your rest, people. Get your rest. That goes along with the, uh, so no, you don't have to work out every day. 
Uh, now, it all depends if you're trying to get, if you're trying to target different muscles, and it all depends on your goal. But if for overall, just general, overall, just good general fitness and general health, all you really need is maybe three times a week, 30 to 45 minutes worth of work, getting there, some good high intensity interval training, some good workouts, some good cardio. But most importantly, it's all about diet as well, too. You don't want to work out and then waste your diet on a bad, bad eating the next couple of days. So, so that was uh, so that was our top five uh, actual fitness myths or fitness misconceptions. I know we had a pretty big list that could go. We go all day about the bro science when it actually comes to working out. There's a lot of research that can support anything. I could go right now and Google anything that'll support any opinion that I have. So a lot of times you have to just uh, trust what's worked for you, uh, limit yourself and do your own research to make sure that uh, that you get what you need and maximizing your efforts and maximizing your uh, fitness. And don't trust just what uh, what anybody says. My biggest thing is the fact that if somebody tells you this is the best, this is the end all be all, then run away. Because yep. there's no there's never no one right answer when it comes to health and fitness. So. Not at all. So I think we have a. Uh, so coming up here, I want to go before we bring our uh, our first interviewee to the Masters of Fitness podcast. We want to do a little. I will say a little bit of housekeeping that we have. So I want to give a shout out to our first semi halfway sponsor that's going to kind of provide us just with a little bit as a Ghost Fit Apparel or Ghost Fit Clothing. Uh, go check them guys out at ghostfitapparel.com and actually use our promo code FITNESS15. You guys receive 15% off all your gear. So that's my gratuitous plug for today. So we welcome all, by the way, we welcome all sponsors. So anybody out there that's in the sponsorship world as to fitness or non-fitness, just hit us up at mastersoffit.com. If you want to uh, be a part of the show, help us grow our show and help us kind of kind of produce what we got going on. So without further ado, we're going to bring on one of our first guests. I want you guys to give him a, uh, give him a big round of applause from out there in Facebook live land and, uh, and, uh, podcast land. So we're going to bring on Jeremy. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Hey, hey guys. How you, how you guys doing? How you doing? So good. Also, oh, hold on. The people still clapping for you, Jeremy. So, uh, so welcome to the show, Jeremy. Like you say, we appreciate you coming on with us, spending some time with us this uh this uh, episode and talking about fitness and talking about what you got going on. So, kind of just to start off, kind of give us tell us about yourself, what you got going on, where you're from, how you doing here, what yeah. brings you to Beaumont to our show today. Well, Dad asked me to come on uh, talk about uh, running and how I started running and uh, basically how that started was I actually. I, Used to work out a lot all the time. Uh, try to get the, the big biceps. Big I biceps. saw everybody like biceps. If you guys know uh, Kevin Willis and the Rockets. He had big biceps when I was a kid. <laughs> Jeremy, we see you. See, I see that position you sitting in. You're trying to flex a little bit, man. Hello, man. You're trying to flex a little bit. That's why was, you can't see the camera. I can see it. There was this machine called the Cardio Glide. You ever, you ever heard of that machine? It was basically yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of push your feet out and then you you're doing curls all day. All day long. And I curls. was doing that. And uh, I got big arms. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I started just doing that. And then fast forward a few years later, I started gaining a little bit of weight. And uh, I started decided to start doing some walking. And I would walk from one light pole to the next. And then eventually start running. And me and my brother started doing races. And we would get competitive with each other. And, uh, and we would collect... Uh, but what happened, we, why, why we did bigger races was because half marathons and marathons back then were the only ones that had medals. <laughs> so we wanted to get that blank. Nowadays, you get a medal for any anything. Race. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a number. It's like you sign up, you pay for a race just to pay for the medal. Yeah, exactly. People collect the blank. So. Yeah, so we started running a lot, and uh, just running became my main thing. Okay. Okay. So, so, why, so why is it important to you? Why do, why do you like running? I see you run a lot. Yeah, run, you know, running, it's, it's, it brings you back to just uh, relaxation. This is my form of relaxation. You might not think that because running is something that people, they don't really like to do yeah. the running. Yeah, last week, Dad told me he do some of his best thinking when he gets into eight miles into the run. Yeah, that's right. And I guess I said I must not be thinking because I only run about three <laughs> miles. So you get even. in the zone and you'll just start just thinking about nothing or thinking about everything and just uh, realize what's, uh, why running is so great. Uh, so yeah, and I wanted to spread that joy 
That's why I started the, my running group, the Golden Triangle Strutters. Oh, the Golden Triangle Strutters. I hear so much about those. I remember I ran with them a couple of times out there when I'm back in my running days at Cattail Marsh with Mr. Thad over here. So tell us about that. What is what is actually the uh, what is actually the group? What are some events they put on in the area? Well, the Golden Triangle Strutters, we're just a running group. We run every Mondays and Wednesdays uh, at 6.30. So if wow. anyone's out there, come join us. Where at? Where can uh, we find over you? at HEB. Uh, I'm Dallas. Oh, okay, okay. So you're those people that run up and down. Right. Uh, we're always disrupting the parking lot. People are honking at us. Uh, yeah, but we're out there. Preventing me from getting home with my groceries. Exactly, exactly. People are driving fast in the parking lot, too. But uh, that's another story. But yeah, we, we run it. And we also do, every Monday, we have a social run. Okay. So we Ooh. run, and then we eat pizza. So people think that runners are the most healthy people. Uh, a lot of times we like to eat. I see what y'all eat over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, that's and it was always random to see some posts was like a bunch of people running, then afterwards they eating at uh at El what's that restaurant? You always go to eat at that Mexican restaurant. Uh, we usually go Lupe Tortillas. Yeah, we go. We used to go to Lupe's, and then we went to uh, Cafe Del Rio, and here lately we've been kind of going to Fuzzy's a lot. Fuzzy's, see so. Run you go run with the you go run with the GT Strutters, you actually get to eat a good meal or even go run with that. They like to eat good afterwards though. That's you right. Gotta feed your body after you <laughs> But that, but that's but that's true. So how tell us a little bit about your nutrition. What do you do you do anything extra to prep for your runs? Me well, we do do carbo loading. Uh, it's usually for longer runs, but uh, you know, I tend to do it. Whenever I can, <laughs> so I'm carbo loading. You carbo right now. I'm talking about carbs and donuts, but uh, but yeah, uh, not too much on my 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 behalf on nutrition. But you know, for long runs, you eat goose, uh, so you need those carbs to to run long, so you don't bonk out at like mile twenty. You hit the wall. That's okay. What they call it. When you do long runs, you definitely need nutrition. Cool, cool, cool. So I I ran across your uh your Facebook page. Not Facebook page or YouTube page. Goku Runner. Tell us a Goku Runner. Goku Runner. Tell us a look. We had a discussion earlier, so I ain't gonna grill you about. Uh, <laughs> I got excited when he called himself the Goku Running because I'm a huge uh, Dragon Ball Z fan. Dragon Ball uh, Z fan from back in 2000, the early 2000. So tell us a little bit about your uh, YouTube page. How can the people subscribe to it? And what's what's some content on there? Why why would I go to your page? Yeah, I started the Goku Runner page a long time ago. I got the, one of the early GoPros, mainly GoPro two or one of the early ones, and I was like, what do I do? Because that's a, a sports action camera. And it's like, what kind of sport do I do? And the only sport that I did at the time was running. So I decided to uh, video some of that, and I got some videos, and I watched it. And it was just just, just the camera on my head. And I found that a little bit boring after I watched it. So I've been trying to mix it up and edit it, find different angles. I got the monopod. Now it's called a selfie stick. Back in the day, it was only called a monopod. monopod. Yeah, the so selfie stick. That's yeah. the technical term for you people. It's a monopod. I don't <laughs> want to hear. Back in the day, whenever Jeremy first started all that, there was no such thing as a selfie stick. <laughs> really? So, wait, I'm so no I longer, started the trend, actually. You started the trend. <laughs> I'm not, Sorry, everybody. I'm not accepting mono. I'm not accepting <laughs> selfie stick no more. If it's not called a monopod, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I started the page and uh, it's just posting videos of me running and also working out, but mostly running. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. Just, uh, just, you know, just posting videos. Of the race, different races that I do, and I find it entertaining. Hopefully, other people do. And you can find me on a uh, YouTube. Just search Goku Runner, and I have a lot of videos on there. Maybe two, well, more than two hundred videos. So. Yeah, so I watched one about the uh, trash run. Explain mm -hmm. that one to me. That was that was I have never seen. That was a very interesting concept that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, because uh, you know our area when we run HEB, especially HEB, there's a lot of trash that comes mm -hmm. from just the, the the people in the parking lot. And whenever we run, we see all this trash and. I was getting, you know, just down just because I think all the trash is kind of just disgusting to, to run. So <laughs> I, I was like, let's let's have a run where we uh, pick up the trash, and uh, I thought that'd be a good idea. Cool, cool, cool. That's good to go. So, are they, what? So, so y'all do your GT strutters? Y'all put on any events, or is it just mostly running two times a week? Or? Yeah, it's just just the running group. Uh, we just do that, and uh, yeah, it's just a big social. Group. We take pictures at the beginning of it. <laughs> Some people come out; they don't even run, so that, that's cool too. Some people. So you mean to tell me people come out there and they don't run? That's right. They'll come out and socialize and take the pictures and Study you know, that's, Facebook and Instagram. Nah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, nah, we're just joking. We're just joking, people. We're just joking, hey, people. Jeremy, when did y'all start taking that big group picture? Actually. I got the idea from you guys. <laughs> Not gonna lie, you guys, uh, the Cattail Marsh crew. If you guys don't know, Dad has the Cattail Marsh crew. 
And they, they took pictures after every run, and I saw that they were getting a lot of traction. <laughs> So, I thought I just throw that out there. So we were like, let's do it. Let's do it too. Like, hey, don't let don't let that steal your joy. Jeremy. Don't don't let don't do that. Even though yeah. Jeremy oh, representing uh Cattail Marsh uh yeah, t shirt right now. Yeah. So, Day. so I, green. Green. Oh, I don't have on no green today, but oh well. I'll be all right. I had on fatigue pants earlier today, so <laughs> so good, good, it's good. So you are a member, so you are uh what does it mean to be a team chocolate milk runner? What is what is that exactly? So back in the day, I was at a Dallas Rock and Roll race, and uh, I saw that they had chocolate milk. I was like, "What does this chocolate milk have to do with running?" And, yeah. And I love chocolate milk. I drink it all the time. I drink it. <laughs> so it gives you a more of an excuse to drink more exactly. chocolate milk. Okay. And I got on the team. I, I posted a video, and uh, I got my friends to vote for me, and I got on the team. And they pay for my rock and roll races, and I get VIP treatment also. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, but chocolate milk, low-fat chocolate milk, is great for you. Especially, uh, it has the right carbs protein ratio to rebuild those muscles like yeah. you were talking about earlier. Man, don't take my joy away from chocolate milk. <laughs> Remember, Jeremy first got that sponsorship. I was going around buying chocolate milk, eating it, eating it as a post workout. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta do that after like an hour long workout, not just a fifteen minute workout. Fifteen minutes. Like people, oh, so, like, so like I can't people walk. drink Gatorade at, at the gym. <laughs> you, you don't need it yet, you know. Yeah, we're not Olympic athletes out here. A ten minute workout don't require you to replace your electrolytes. So, <laughs> so. So also I see on your, you know, by perusing through your different pages or whatever, that you're also into bodybuilding and uh, powerlifting as well. So kind of talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah. So what happened, uh, I was doing a Spartan race and my friend Cody Hensley, uh, we were doing a lot of different movements where we were pooling. And I, and I saw Cody do it. He was pulling this rope uh, and he did it real easy. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, all right, I work out too. I should be able to do that too. And I went to go pull it. And the thing wouldn't move. So I was like, I, I got muscles, I got big biceps, but I'm, I'm weak. So I decided to try to do a, a, a program that would make me stronger. And I found Stronglist 5x5, which has a, a lot of different, it incorporates a lot of the compound yeah, movement. That's a good one. Yeah, and, and you you learn from a, uh, the right form early mm -hmm. on, and you're not moving too much weight. What is that called again? Stronglist 5x5. Five five. Stronglist 5x5. Five five. So you start with a bar, and mm -hmm. then you lift uh, every, every lift you do. The next workout, it's five pounds heavier. So you're just okay. starting real easy, going hmm. on the form. That's cool, cool. So how does, how do you think uh, doing powerlifting and bodybuilding actually helps your running? Uh, I think it's, it, it helps it and also kind of that goes the other way too because if you're getting, it helps it because you're working your core and you're getting okay. stronger. Cool, cool. And you're working those muscles. You're norm normally not working when you're running. So it'll help you that way. But you will get a little bit bigger if you're eating a lot more. And uh, you don't want your, you don't, when you're a runner, you don't want your top half heavy. <laughs> every, they say every pound you gain is like two or three seconds off your marathon time. Really? Yeah. Man, I don't want to mess yeah, up. At look. least. Yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. trying to mess up my marathon So time. if I get down to 190, I'll be BQ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you said that because when I was actually really into running, I'll get out and run a whole bunch. I actually got down to 175. And I actually saw my body composition change. I was like, no. It's too thin. I need to get. I need to get my muscle mass back up. Yeah, when I was running a lot, like every day, crazy distances <laughs> all the time, I was down at 165 pounds. That's what I got. Kind of, I never lost weight during morning, so I don't know. <laughs> I never lost weight. <laughs> but I like to eat. That's that, like I said, the carbs. But hey, but it's yeah. a different muscle type, though. Like for me, I, I gain muscle easily, yeah. and and so I decided uh, maybe two or three years ago just just to go with it. You know, yeah, I would try to diet and, and try to not gain muscle, but I mean, but even know that man, like you said, a guy who into bodybuilding has some good size like you running is, I mean, that's big because a lot of people only look and see runners as you know the smaller mm -hmm. guys that can only run distances. Oh, you're not supposed to run that long. You're going to kill your knees, your muscle yeah. mass. You're going to kill your gains. You're going to kill a lot of stuff. So, hey, you you brought up a good point. Your knees. Explain to him why running does running kill your knees. I mean, like just like the squatting. If you're doing it in the wrong form, then you're going to be killing your knees. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you got to land right and run right, run with the right form, right shoes, and your knees will be fine. That's that's really a myth. I was kind of over listening to you and Thad kind of in our pre-show prep. Y'all was kind of talking about how y'all look at different people's running form. Yeah. I remember the first time Thad started his endurance class, I was running. I think Richard actually was there, too, and I was chopping my feet. I was like, you know, I was thinking I was going somewhere, and I was like, man, I actually was taught to run the right way, and I was like, man, I'm running too fast. I felt like I was running smooth, but it actually helped and benefited. I felt a lot better after yeah. I was running. So. You'll run a lot faster, too, if you're running more the right way. Right. So, so. Like what I was telling Jeremy before the 
before the show, people post all these pictures of themselves running and on uh, Instagram and Facebook and everything. First thing I look at, I don't care where they're running or what they're doing, what kind of event they're taking part in. I look at their feet. <laughs> and I'm seeing where 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 that foot's fixing the land. And it's sad to say, but nine out of ten times, somebody's fixing them to hit their uh, their heel out in front of their body. And is and it's funny that you said it because as soon as they get to run or hurt themselves, they're like, oh man, you're not supposed to run on concrete. You're only supposed to run on, you got to have the right type of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say that the concrete is uh, pushing. No, it's not pushing. You can definitely tell when you run a long run on concrete. Yeah. Is that right, Jeremy? Yeah. I run in Vibrams. If you guys don't know the right. five finger, the, the gorilla Toshi, and I'm 240 pounds. And if I could run in that and run marathons, I mean, my knees aren't. Right. So you run yeah. marathons in those shoes? I run finger, I finger run shoes? Marathons. Yeah. So <laughs> people, people think that I should have bad knees, and I'm, I'm a big dude, so. Uh, but I'm fine. I'm, I'm running on good form. So that's, I read that really you. I read me. that you. Uh, that you can feel every rock and everything in those shoes. That's why I don't run in cattail marsh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of rocks there. But but now I, I do. I just switch up to some other shoes, and uh, I, I can run in those. It's a lot. You will you will need something. That's uh, what you're saying. So ultimately, you would need different types of shoes for different types of uh, different type of things that you run on. Am I correct? Yeah. I mean, depends on what you're doing, but yeah, that's my favorite word. The thing I know because my wife she struggles with uh, finding the proper. We got like eight different pairs of running shoes <laughs> in my house. You yeah. know, trying to find the right type of shoe. But that's but that's the effort you need to take. Is when you're running, especially if you plan on running a lot, you have to make sure. You have the uh, proper type. Is there any shoe that you would that you would promote right now that you would say is a good start? I would say a starter running shoe that you would throw out there that you think is good. You know what I would say? I would say go to on the run right there over here and there get. Go. They'll, they'll look at your at your gate and see what shoes right for you. Okay. And then, and if you don't like it, really, you can switch it up. It, with, I think they have a thirty day return mm -hmm. policy or exchange yeah. policy. That's one thing good about you know, going to buy shoes over there on the run. You can get miles. Go out and run in them, and if they're just not for you, like you said, I, I think it's thirty days. You can bring them back. Hey, that's if you can't if you can't decide if a shoe is good enough for you after thirty days, then you know a lot of people are like, I'm just gonna buy my shoes off of Amazon. I can get them cheaper. You're not really gonna get them that much cheaper, but you're not gonna get that type of service. No, and that's right. and that's what people are missing. They figure they'll go to Champs, or go to Foot Locker, go to Amazon, and get the cheapest pair. Most of the time, you're just gonna buy the cheapest shoe you see on sale. Or, or the best-looking shoe. People yeah. look so like, so. I learned the hard way that you can't just go with the best-looking yeah, shoe exactly. when you actual when you actual function on if it. If it's the ugliest color, go with that. If it fits your feet. It hey, the ugliest colors, I think, are the best sometimes. <laughs> you want to draw as much attention to yourself to let people know that, hey, I'm out here running. It's a lot of experimentation, too. Like it, it, Sometimes the shoe for that person or what they say is not going to work for you. So there's a lot of experimentation. And once you find your shoe, you stick with it. Okay, good deal, good deal. So hey, that was that was some good talk about shoes, man. It's in, it's important. That was actually one of our myths. It's like you know how does running affect your body or affect your uh, your knees? But like you kind of said, it all goes down to it depends. It depends on you are uh, what type of surface that you're running on and what you actually you have a high arch, a low arch, you have flat feet. But yeah, go you guys go to on the run, get your feet tested out, see what kind of shoe works best for you. Try some different ones out. Don't just buy a shoe. Because it's on sale and think it's going to benefit you and help you run faster. So, anything else you want to add to that about running? Or that's it. I mean, if you guys are local, come out to our run. Even if you're not fast, if you're not the fastest person, <laughs> if you want to walk, you can walk. If you want to just come out and take a picture, come out and take a picture. So, and those runs are when um, um, Mondays and Wednesdays at six thirty. Mondays and Wednesdays at six thirty. Mondays and Wednesdays at six thirty. You can even go run with the guys before you make your grocery. Yeah, so that's he's, right. he's, he's, he's even making it convenient for you guys. You go run. Run around, park your car, go back in, get you some <laughs> chocolate milk, low fat, not whole fat chocolate milk. <laughs> simply, have you ever had that? Uh, speaking of chocolate milk, what is it? Simply, simply chocolate milk or whatever. It's probably one of the best ones. Really. Go try it out. It's in. It's not in a regular carton. It's actually pretty good. It tastes like a milkshake. It doesn't last longer than miles. <laughs> so, so all right. So appreciate you, Jeremy. Appreciate that information. So now we're gonna move on into some uh, move on to some rapid fire portions. Okay. I know I kind of gave you okay. some uh. I kind of gave you some uh, some questions beforehand to kind of look at, but these rapid fires, a couple of. I just want to see how quick you're on your feet and and what you uh All right. and what Let's you go. like. Let's go. 
Let's go. All right. So first question. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Who's better? I would say Michael Jordan. Because right now, LeBron is in the There's lots of the Knicks, I think. Yes, today. today. <laughs> what, they lost to the Knicks today? Lost to the Knicks. LeBron got, he got, he got a shot blocked. Jordan would not have gotten a shot blocked. Man, Jordan has gotten a shot blocked before. Man, don't give me that. Oh, you a LeBron fan. Actually, yeah, I'm a LeBron fan. So, but I'm a, I'm a huge, we will just talking about I'm a diehard Houston Rockets fan. Mm, James Harden. We agree on that part. All right, so Jeremy Pitt, Michael Jordan, Nova LeBron. That's okay, right. so uh, DC or Marvel? Let's go with Marvel. Marvel. I'm not a big comic uh, nerd, I want to say, but I'll go with Marvel. What's your favorite Marvel character? Uh, I like Spider-Man. I Spider used to watch all the, uh, well, not watch, but uh, read all the Marvel comics. Okay. My brothers were big comic book fans. Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is the most overrated. Mary Jane? Overrated superhero. <laughs> overrated? Yeah. Spider-Senses. Spider senses. He climb a wall, super strength. And he's funny. He, you're right. He, Spider Man is he, one of the most relatable comic book guys that we have. So he brings the humor. Brings the humor. So let's see another question. Uh, football or regular soccer? Oh, I would go with with, with uh, American football. American football? Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to a Dynamo game the other day, but I think it's it's more entertaining for the, uh, for the American football. Okay, okay, cool. There's no timeout, so there's just 45 minutes of play. Which 45 minutes is of play. Entertaining, I guess. Yeah, somebody gets hurt. Game goes on. Game goes on. Just roll yourself right off. Yeah, roll yourself right off the field and keep on going. So, all right, there's just there's some random questions, kind of get the people to uh, get a chance to feel what Jeremy's thinking. He's a Michael Jordan fan. He hates LeBron. He thinks all the DC movies <laughs> suck, and he likes to think Spider Man is the best superhero all the time. I keep Elijah on though for my number one. Oh man, the he, dream, the dream. Yeah. Yes, I think if the dream was playing basketball right now. He would own basketball. He's pretty good. The man was in some good shape too. Oh yeah. What do you like, think about in shape? Will you say inspire you about your uh, Kevin Willis? Kevin Willis, you remember him? Man, that dude was strong. He, was, he had the big old biceps, man. I was like one day. One day, he had some big biceps with those little, with those little bitty arms. <laughs> he was just look, even his flat top was strong. I was like, man, what is this dude doing? He does curls before he works out every day of the week, man. It was, it was a pretty good, pretty good guy. All right, so appreciate you, Jeremy. Those ends our uh, our rapid fire questions. So if you don't, you know, don't don't run off too soon. Don't run off too soon. We have some. Uh, we have about three questions and comments from the post this week. Let's see if we're gonna. Uh, Kind of answer those out. First question comes from Mr. Wesley Weatherford. Appreciate your question, Wesley. He says, at the age of 40 plus, how much should I actually be working out every week? Hmm. Hmm. Let me see if I can answer that one. <laughs> I'm, the, uh, I'm the most elder person in the room. I'm usually the most elder person in the gym for the most part. That's all right there. You can be most of these oh. guys there too. <laughs> In my opinion, it all depends on what you're doing and how heavy you're going. If you're over over 40, over 45 years old, then you kind of got to start being a little selective about when you go hard. You know, you can't go out and go hard every day. It's just it's not going to happen. You, you can do it for a little while, but it's going to catch up to you sooner or later. Catching up, yeah. And this is like kind of going back to what we were saying before, trust your body. Take right. breaks. Make sure you uh proper supplementation. Make sure you are uh, good recovery. Sleeping. Sleep, 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 sleep. But what I do, I'll go in there and say on a Monday workout, I'll, I'll hit Monday pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go in there Tuesday and I won't go that heavy and just kind of go through the workout. I mean, I, I get a good workout in, but I just don't just kill myself. Kill yourself. Active recovery. Right. And then Wednesday, you know, I'll, I'll kind of go a little bit. Thursday, I rest. Okay, good. You probably just a little fat chocolate milk too, right? right. <laughs> Thursday, you don't. Don't you do cattail marsh on Thursday? Well, that's, that's, that's your active recovery? Right. It's okay. A, it's a little jog. You know, I don't run that fast anymore. Uh, one day I will. All right, so so remember that, folks. Trust your body. After all, if you wake up, you're not feeling good, trust your body. Feeling that bad, go to the doctor. But don't force yourself into a workout that's going to continue to cause pain. Make sure you get your proper rest. Make sure you're not feeling too, you know, feeling sick when you're going in. Continue to suffer your, uh, lower your immune system a lot. So, 
Next question comes from Mr. Jesse Heron. This one was for specifically for Jeremy. Shin splints. Shin splints, shin splints, shin splints. How can I prevent shin splints or what causes shin splints? Shin splints, that's a tongue twister, when I'm actually running. Well, you know, back in the day, I had shin splints too, and I, thought, I found out it was because of my form. I was really uh, heel striking. And heel uh, striking. When you're heel striking, you're just causing a lot of uh, flexion in, in the lower leg. So that's, for me, it was a more of a compartment kind of syndrome. So all the muscles right there were tightening up. And, okay. And uh, I, I almost quit running. I was like, I'm done with running. I can't do it for more than a quarter mile. I don't want to run anymore. It was painful. Yeah. When it's painful, it's not fun. So what I did, I, I actually switched to deep runs. Okay. And that made me run more on my midfoot when you're running on your right forearm. But even with, with V-Brims, I found out I was having chin splints. So I was like, what can I do to fix that? And I found out I was overstriding. So basically, you don't want to be overstriding or uh, understriding. So you just got to run with a perfect form. Right, land underneath your hips, uh, lean forward, and uh, you'll be fine, I think so. Now, when you say heel striking, you mean actually when you land your foot, your heel strikes the ground first? Yeah, yeah your heel strikes first. I mean, there's nothing wrong with landing on your heel uh, after your midfoot strike, but okay. you, you want to not lead with your, your, your heel. So you're saying mid, mid strike or the ball of your feet strikes first and then right. on yeah. your heel? And like, okay. a, like a tap, a heel tap. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Appreciate you're running, you look out in front of you and your feet are out in front of you, you're... <laughs> Stop right there. Stop right there and, and just I'm start over you, again. Probably one of the best ways to get yourself out of heel striking is to take your shoes off and run barefoot. Hmm. You're not going to heel strike much without shoes on. I promise you that. Run barefoot. There was a reporter from Beaumont Enterprise that came out and interviewed us. and he ran, He's like, I'm going to run barefoot with you all for 3.5 miles. I was like, that's not the best. Idea. You're supposed to start slow. And he did it and he was heel striking the whole time. That's the most painful thing. Man, he was tearing his feet up. Yeah. What is this guy doing? And he was supposed to run the next day. A 5K race, he didn't show up. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I wonder why he didn't show up. The man was trying to, uh, the man was killing his feet. He was killing his feet, for sure. I've so, done whole track workouts. Westbrook track, I mean, when I used to have my endurance class out there, we literally sprint two, two, two to three miles, you know, different types of intervals. And I've done whole Endurance workouts, whole sprint workouts, barefoot. Hmm. Man, that's weird. I'm gonna have to, maybe I have to try that out to get back. Cause like I said, I stopped running because I was running the bad shoes. I was getting shin splints and I hurt my knee a little bit. Now I really toned back my running a whole bunch. So now that I'm into this and I'm more inclined to invest in better shoes, better running, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try running barefoot and see where it gets me. I'm gonna start off with ten feet at a time. There you go. Start, start <laughs> up slow. Well, hey, that's how you said you started. You started what? Going from running from walking from pole to Walk, pole. pole. They said you're supposed to go ten percent each week, so just a little bit, a little bit at a time. Okay. So you don't. So your body gets used to it. Used to it. Okay. Cool. 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 So shin splints. That's how you guys prevent shin splints. And last question comes from Christy Ridgeway. She said, "Cross training benefit. How does cross training benefits running, and vice versa?" So I'll give my two cents, and then you guys could uh, come in. I kind of think, in my regards, I found that when I got into CrossFit, that it actually improved my running. And actually, when I started running more, it improved my cardio base, which means I was uh, not only just, well, it was more or less mentally. Mentally, I was able to push myself more in my CrossFit workouts when I had a when I was running at a, you know, keep running those five to 10 miles with your heart rate at about 120, 130 at a good comfortable pace. So, so to me, that's how running benefited my cross training because now I was able to push more because I had raised my cardio floor in regards to uh, to running. And I think overall just CrossFit, uh, cross training, how does it benefit running? It just teaches you to push. It yeah. teaches you to how to work under that, uh, that workload or that constant heart rate. So... Yeah, that's true, but I do also believe that the little bit extra muscle cross training for the most part is a core to extremity exercise. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get strong in your your core, your midsection is going to get strong, then everything else starts getting stronger. Afterwards, it's kind of like a tree. A tree's got to have a strong, a strong trunk. trunk. That's a good way to put it. The, that before the branches get good. Right. So the strong core correlates over to. Uh, being able to run yeah, it'll only help because running you're only using certain muscles, and you're gonna you're not gonna use your, like you said the core. It's really neglected. 
ready. So it really helps. So yeah, so like we always say, don't just do one thing, try it out, see what benefits you, see how it actually uh, works for you. So thank you once again, appreciate all the question guys. So Jeremy, is there anything else you want to leave the people with? I just like, I do running, but I also do powerlifting, bodybuilding. So you guys got to find out what you love to do and do that. You know, find what fitness that you like and just continue doing that. Experiment, do it, do whatever you want to do and, and just find out what you love. Hey, that's, and that's the key message of our podcast is the fact that fitness is fitness no matter what you're doing. Find what you like, do it, excel at it, and be consistent with whatever you got. So, all right, Dad, anything else you got for the people out there? You want to want to drop some knowledge on them? No, I think I've dropped about all the knowledge I had for one night. <laughs> you drained out that? You drained out so? No, I mean, just like you said, that the, I don't want people to misunderstand our purpose with this podcast, mm-hmm. you know. We're not out here to talk about CrossFit. And mm-hmm. you'll find that coming up in different episodes coming up that we're going to have a lot of different types of yeah. guests on here. So, you know, we're, we're out, like you said, to bring everybody's awareness. And fitness is fitness. Fitness no is fitness. No matter what you do. No matter what you do. So that's the thing. Like, in order to master your fitness, you got to train. Like I like to say, my slogan is train with a purpose. Right. Make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you have a goal in mind and reach that goal. So uh, with that being said, I'd like to thank the people for uh, coming out here again, coming out here again, listening to us talk uh, about fitness. Uh, thank you for joining us. Once again, Jeremy, thank you for, uh, for being on the show. Thank give you, you for big, having me. Give Jeremy a big round of applause. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you, sir. Thank you, sir. So uh, with that being said, folks, we're going to transition out of here. And thank you for... Uh, for listening to the Masters of Fitness podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I think that Wi-Fi was all uh, that Wi-Fi was all messed up. Yeah, I got. I was nervous at the beginning, and then I settled in a little bit. <laughs> So I started a watch party in there. I was trying to share it, so I, I don't know what what people were saying. Were people comment making comments and stuff all over? There, there was a few comments. Uh, somebody asked about treadmill running. Uh, something about skinny fat. Uh, you, 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 you said something.